What's up everyone, this is Skyler Holzman, President of Radio at Big Red Sports Network. Today we have an interview hosted by myself and Jake Richards with the captain of Cornell Men's Soccer, Jonah Kagan. All right guys, welcome to this episode of Bear Tracks. Today we are welcoming on Jonah Kagan, who is a member of Cornell Men's Soccer, but also a musician. Um, so really multi-talented. I'm hosting alongside uh, Jake Richards, but um, he's right there. What's up, guys? We've got a great guest here. Jonah, why don't you introduce yourself? What's up, everybody? I'm Jonah. Uh, I'm excited. It's going to be fun. I'm stoked. Yeah. All right, all right, all right baby. Okay. Uh, he, I, I will say uh, you were just drinking out of um, a Red Solo cup. We confirmed it was not alcohol, so his mental state is fine, which leads perfectly into my first question. That. How, how are you holding up, and how has this year been? <laughs> oh, my God. Rolling off of that, how are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> no i uh i'm all right not bad it's definitely been a, a, a weird year especially from a, a soccer perspective and and every with school being in online and everything like that's been tough but we have been able to do like you know some socially distant practices and stuff like that which has been great um so you know functioning finding a way through and then having the the music outlet and, and the things like that Obviously, I'm still able to do all of that from home and posting on social media. So that's been that's been really good. Honestly, it's given me more of an opportunity with stuff being online, I think, to attack that side a little bit more. So we're we're making it work for sure. Sweet. We're going to get more into music related questions down the road. But I do want to ask, is there like maybe it's a TikTok or a new show that like everybody's picked up some new like media consumption that or at least yeah. up to the amount of consumption they've had what is it for you yeah it's, it's got to be tiktok i feel like for, for a lot <laughs> oh, of people no. tiktok's the kind of thing though that you like start you don't really know what's going on and then like four hours later you look up and you realize that you've been like standing at the like the kitchen sink on your phone for four <laughs> hours like oh my god but yeah i started i actually i started a, a tiktok in uh like at the beginning of the quarantine period is when I started it. And then uh, now it's kind of become the obsession, I guess. But <laughs> a lot has come out of it too. So I, you, I, you go I, until you see the guy who's like, I understand it's easy to watch videos. I hate that guy personally, but some people really find him useful. <laughs> I, I usually am on it until somebody says, stop scrolling and go outside. You've been on TikTok for four hours. You know? <laughs> <laughs> and that's like purposely put there and you're like, oh. Okay, you're right. That's, that's like the the real intention behind the Netflix is: Are you still watching? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> it's to make you feel bad about yourself for watching for so long. <laughs> like, yeah, I am. What's your What's your deal? You got beef? What the hell? <laughs> <laughs> so wait, so who is so who is keeping you grounded? Is it like is it like the app itself, or like do you have family members where you, like you notify them? You're like, you need to you need to cut me off like immediately. <laughs> <laughs> no, I think I have more control over it than I, I the thing is, is I, I'm, I'm busy enough with other stuff that I can only get it in, in limited quantities in the first place. I think, I think being able to like, you know, I still do have work, believe it or not, sometimes. So, you know, <laughs> doing that sort of stuff and then going to practice, things like that. So I think, yeah, it's right. either that or like my mom kind of, you know, every time I talk to my mom, she usually, she just watched the social dilemma too, you know, the, Oh, I heard that oh, was great. Yeah. I heard that was I great. I actually watch it. But she called me in like the middle of the night, like after watching it and was like, I don't want you posting on social media. I don't want you posting <laughs> on your phone. I don't want you to do it. And I'm just concerned. I'm just concerned about your well-being. 
and you're a ghost. Like, so I, you know, she's there too. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> well, no, but that's, th- that's good. Speaking of practices, yeah. like cases have, it's if well, we all got the, the email from Martha and from our, our VP, whose name I'm blanking on, even though it's a meme across campus. Lombardi, bro. How could you forget? It's Lombardi. Hey, uh, it's been a long day. Um, Ryan Lombardi. <laughs> but, you know, cases are going up and uh, not just on campus. This is like a, a nationwide thing. So obviously, um, you like sports teams are doing pretty well to keep safe during practices and stuff like that. Has there been any new rules? Has there like has attitude shifted or like is it just a weird situation to begin with? Talk to us about, I guess, what practices are like now. Yeah, I think so from the very beginning, um, you know, when we first got here, we weren't allowed to practice at all. We weren't even allowed to, I think we were allowed to have like three virtual meetings a week or something or two or three virtual meetings. Um, that was our phase zero. It was kind of like the Ivy League's plan to return back to playing. Um, yeah. So at that point, um, Emeka and I are team ca- uh, team captains. I don't know if you know Emeka and Nelly. Um, but yeah, yeah. so we, our role during that first period was mostly to kind of like keep everybody in check because we're not playing, you know, it was to make sure that everybody like knows the deal. Everybody has the right mindset. Everybody has the right attitude towards the COVID and everything like that. And so I think everybody got on the same page pretty early in that if something, if, if we do something stupid or something to compromise us, we also compromise the season. We compromise a, a reputation as a soccer team. We compromise, you know, or, or the potential to do all sorts of stuff like that. So we've been particularly careful from the beginning, I think, um, and all of us were like, I think it was like 90% of the team was registered as peer ambassadors for the, uh, for, and we did a bunch of stuff like that, which was um, cool. And like handing out masks, you know, all sorts of stuff like that. And then, um, yeah, so, so we've been, we've been tight about it from then. So when the cases went up, uh, everybody did their part. They kind of like went on lockdown the practices. We stopped practicing um, this week. Gotcha. Uh, just because of the spike, we just kind of stopped practices altogether. Um, right. And then we had one back this past week. We were able to do one uh, before it snowed um, just because <laughs> all of us tested negative. All of us like had our respective things. And then um, we were able to get back on the field for like an hour. But um, after that, but in practice in general. So, yeah, we went through kind of like the, the steps. We went phase zero was not being able to do anything, just virtual meetings. Then phase one, which was, uh, we got like, I think it was two hours a week with the ball. That was it. And then the rest was conditioning. We were allowed to do like fitness. Gotcha. That oh was plenty of fun. John, John had a field day with that one. And then uh, uh, finally, what we're in right now is like the phase two technically, which is uh, socially distant practice with the ball. So we have in-season hours. We get, I think, 12 hours a week with balls, which is great. Um, we just have to split up into separate groups, go to different sides of the field. And then every, every drill is kind of laid out. So if we were doing a possession game, everybody has their own square. So it's a little weird. And like, there are a lot of tones, you know, cause you have to stay in your area. Uh, and then obviously wearing a mask while you're playing is not easy at all especially when it like when it rains too and it just oh, kind God. of your air the air is so you thick and you're, you're down on your yeah face and, you know mask <laughs> <laughs> is like halfway down your throat yeah so oh, all of it's definitely strange um but i think we've adapted really well like the level hasn't dropped at all if anything it's been it's been better because all of us are so competitive 
So when, you know, we're not allowed to compete, uh, like, you know, physically, like uh, in small sided games and stuff like that. So all of the competition ends up happening in these little socially distant drills and people get really into it. Um, you know, like relay races and stuff, <laughs> random stuff like that. But it's been, it's been all right. I definitely miss it though. I just, I really want to get back to it. You know? I'm imagining you doing like a Ronaldo celebration off of a nice little tap in on a four v four. I'm not even telling you that. I, that that's not even kidding. That is what happens. Like somebody, <laughs> somebody makes a good pass and everybody's like, yeah, like <laughs> all we have. <laughs> Wait, who who has the best selling on the team? Like, who do you think? Oh gosh, that's a good question. See, it's been so long since I've seen. <laughs> I don't even know. I don't even know who to say. Or, or have you? Has anyone like tried to emulate uh, any professional celebrations and like yeah, either completely have, butchered it or like Griffin, nailed it? Griffin Griffin Garrard does the Ronaldo celebration every time, but it's oh, he's boy. not. It's not received well by the rest of us. It's <laughs> oh, I I always love seeing the reaction of everybody, like the other team, even if like it's a drill in a t in a like a practice situation. Someone does Ronaldo. It's <laughs> All right, nice target you got oh, on your back there. You're like, God. Yeah, no, <laughs> a couple, uh, apparently there's one kid on our team uh, that I just found out can do the backflip, like the, you know, the round off backflip. Oh, but God. he's never pulled it out, and I didn't know why. I was like, I, I, need, I had to talk with him. I was like, you gonna, when we're back, you're going to have to do that. Oh, my God. <laughs> Save it for Wait, a special occasion. Yeah, the yeah, silver bullet celebration. I guess he's saving it for a special occasion. That's yeah, most wild. of us, I think, just, just run. Most well, of it's just kind of like you score and just run, just <laughs> take it to the corner, and everybody, you know, oh, I miss that. I miss yeah, that. no, I mean, it's. I think the most these these will kind of like these questions will kind of rewind a little bit. Um, but the most interesting thing, or one of the most interesting uh, things, I think for a lot of people to hear is how people have had to get creative, especially training at home. Like even before all of this started, like we did talk to someone a while ago, um, who just built an entire weight set out of like legitimate, like tree trunks or something like, would like chopped down the wood and built an entire weight set at home, which no one, like no one, I'm not, not saying no one should do it, but like, I wouldn't recommend simply because like, that's why we have Amazon. So uh, <laughs> not, to, not that Amazon needs any like hyping up, but um, how have you, how like, how were you kind of getting, did you have to get creative at all when you were back at home? Yeah. Um, so we, um, for me, it's kind of, it wasn't a huge issue because I, I do a lot of that stuff. I did a lot of that stuff, kind of like body weight workouts and things like that. Um, a lot of us did a lot of that before all of this happened so it was kind of a smooth transition but we actually got a a packet from our strength and conditioning coach that pretty much like it was cra- it was like a treasure map honestly he was like <laughs> you, you know one of the workouts would be like start at stewart park you know three paces to your right it was like it would be like dude <laughs> run up the hill run around this tree sprint up this way and he had like really well thought out intricate kind of workouts they use just your body and your surroundings which was cool yeah. um i have a couple of uh of neat little gadgets also like uh a couple guys uh, one guy so made his own dumbbells like you said but he he went and bought um like little kind of like a empty or he had empty plastic like containers like a little uh milk carton sort of thing gotcha and he filled it with cement like oh my God. went and bought like cement and filled it with cement and 
and then fastened oh them, like, cemented it to a rod, and that was his dumbbell. Oh yeah. That, so I didn't, I didn't do anything like that, but uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely went through a few kind of home workouts and stuff like that. But. See, I love, I love the the difference of what I had in mind because especially when you were talking about like phase zero, where all you were allowed to do was like give a call to your teammates and being yeah. a captain, like kind of check in on everybody. So I'm imagining you having a conversation with like a, a new freshman, like. Did you do your toe touches? Did you juggle today? <laughs> and then I'm learning now that people are making dumbbells about with cement. I, I was way off. <laughs> well, I, I, it, what you said, though, is still true. It was definitely weird because we were taking over. This is our first year as captains. So mm. to be able to, to, to be a, a captain and not really have any – nobody's there to see you be a captain. So I was, I was named captain spring of sophomore year. Yep. Um, and then that's when it kind of started and then we went away and then came back here and like only some guys came back to campus and some guys are still home um so it's definitely weird we did come up with this one thing uh we did some zoom workouts early on in like as a team where we would go uh everybody needs to have like their one exercise they pick some exercise and uh they have 30 seconds to explain it and then 30 seconds, everybody else but them does it on the Zoom, like with their camera on them for 30 seconds. Wow. While the other guy like watches and like the guy whose exercise it was watches and kind of like motivates, you know? <laughs> and, like, <laughs> uh, and so they, they, they actually ended up being pretty good workouts that when we went through, you know, 32 guys or whatever it was that we had. Um, two more two more two more yeah no you had to do that You're just like, yeah looking good good form you're looking at somebody in, in their like living room or something. also workout but also cheerleading practice and it's yeah. the best yeah same thing everybody's learning that's wild that's insane but i mean that's uh, i mean that's just a testament that you guys will like you you'll do like whatever is necessary because like zoom has been so like sufficiently Atrocious. uncomfortable for Atrocious. everyone like there's nothing comfortable about it no. um so there's so no. um yeah, yeah i think i think everybody honestly the the type of people that john brings in I, I i don't know anybody on the team who's not itching when we don't get the opportunity to play or or work out like normally so everybody's looking for like if we go two days you know without practice or without something everybody's like so I think it was, it was an easy kind of, at least we, I just know everybody just wants to get back to games, playing games and like full on practices and like being able to like lay into somebody on the, on the field. <laughs> yeah. oh my God. I haven't done that in so long. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah. oh my God. Well, I do. I want to talk a little bit more about what you've accomplished already on the soccer field. Cause as you said, you're a junior now. Uh, but I want to talk about just starting with your freshman year, you led the team as a freshman, an 18, 19 year old kid in minutes, you had 16 games and 11 starts, 1278 minutes. How does a freshman, I mean, I, any sport, it can happen in any sport, but this is, this is, I mean, you led the team in playing time. You proved that there was some, you were a great and reliable player. Like, and I, my question to you is. And you're like, oh, guys. Um, <laughs> my question. To, big. Yeah. Exactly. yeah um, well, my question to you is like, what do you necessarily attribute that to? Is it like maybe your first touch, your speed, like uh, your your vision, or I mean, your mid your midfielder. So is it is it like your endurance? Uh, I, or maybe a, a 
combination of all four. What do you, what do you think? I think, um, so freshman year was, um, it was tough, obviously coming in. I did not start when I, when I first came in, actually, I was playing as a, as a winger and I came on like at, for the first, probably I think like five games, I came on in the last like 10 minutes of each half and just didn't even have the opportunity to really get into the game. Like it, it was not, wasn't pretty, I wasn't very confident. Um, and it, it ended up being uh, some of the things that were turning points. So I actually, I won the, the fitness test when I came in, that was the first kind of big thing is that I set out when I got there, I was like, I would love to come in and win. Like to be able to come in and win the fitness test would be, would be sick. Um, so that was kind of, cause that's kind of like your first like way to prove yourself. Right. So, but even with that, um, I still wasn't quite confident enough. And then I had, uh, one, they, uh, our, something happened with uh, the guy that was playing right back. Um, and our coach, um, just kind of needed somebody that could connect passes to, to fill in. And he was like, Jonah, would you like, would you want to go in there? And I was like, yeah, of course, you know, I'll play anywhere. And um, put me in and I had a great game there. Um, and then next game, I came in at halftime in that position, the right back position. And then uh, the next game after that, I think I started and then I didn't stop starting for the rest. And I played all 90 for the rest of this time. So I think what go. freshman year, I think what it was, um, was mostly just consistency. I, I wasn't, I wasn't taking a whole lot of risks. Um, I, my technique, I think, was like what they were looking for. I felt really comfortable under pressure after, you know, once I like felt like I was part of the team and had the confidence and stuff like that, I was comfortable on the ball. I was comfortable under pressure and I just worked off, worked my butt off. You know, that was kind of the, the, my, my claim, I guess. Um, so then sophomore year, uh, I played it right back again, the entire season, same sort of thing, just, um, a lot of consistency, but then wanted to be a little bit more dangerous and start leading and start, you know, things like that. Um, and then, uh, senior spring is when I kind of, Hey, John brought me into his office and was kind of just like, I, I think you could be a captain if you, if you showed me, you know? Cause he says, he said like technique has been great uh, work ethic, attitude, everything like that. But if you can show me during this period that you're, you're deserving, like, I think you could be it by the end of this year. And I was like, obviously that's my dream. You know, that, that was, that's been my dream the entire time. Um, I was a captain of my team in, in high school also. And so I, I was like, if I could carry that on, I, that would be, you know, so that was everything I could ask for. And so I just kind of, did everything that I was doing, but then started speaking up a little bit more, um, just kind of trying to lead by example. I wanted to win every fitness thing. I wanted to win every drill, you know, um, and it and it ended up working out for me. And so now this year, yeah, supposed to be playing center mid this year. So I've been training as a center mid um, this year, but I haven't actually, I played a couple games at center mid sophomore year, I think um, that went well, but um, they needed me mostly at, at right back. So I think it, it's, yeah, I, I would attribute it to probably just the, the consistency, like technique and just being, um, just working hard. I think that was the thing that they appreciated the most was that I just, I, I wouldn't stop, you know, but I'm, I feel very, very lucky um, that I was able to get that amount of time. And that was a huge selling point for coming here was the potential to be able to, you know, John looks at you every single day in training 
and like it doesn't matter if me me or Mecca could have a horrible week of training and and a freshman could come take our spot you know it's our nobody's spot is like solidified like that so I think that that was really appealing to me that you got to prove it if you want to get out there so I think I was I was really lucky that I that I had that game and that I kept playing well and it just um yeah, I think it got me, got me here. So I don't know if it was lucky. You said it yourself. You were consistent. <laughs> You've always been consistent. I mean, like I said, leading in minutes during your freshman year shows that you're reliable enough for the most amount of time, which is the well, definition of consistency. You. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> yeah. And, I don't know. And, I don't. I don't. I hate to. I hate to talk about it like that. You know, I, I, I understand. Like, I understand. But I. Uh, no, I appreciate it. Yeah. I. I, I will. I will say it as, as well. Like. Um, I think it's, um, I mean, you, it's, it's impressive for a team to be able to kind of have, have cohesiveness, especially when, um, no spot is solidified. So obviously people are competing all the time for spots, but you guys are still able to work together as a unit, which I, I think that's, that's really hard to do is not just like pit players against each other. Um, and you say, I mean, you did mention earlier, those are the kinds of people that, that John brings in to the program where he just brings in people who are like willing to work for it, but also can, you know, respect the uh, skill levels of everyone on the team. And, you know, it's like, if you don't have a week, you understand like why your spot's getting taken. But also if you, if you do have a good week, you understand that you'll like be rewarded for that. Um, was, were those kind of ideals the reason why you ended up kind of like decided to come to Cornell? That, that among others, uh, that competitive aspect, the thing that I loved, it ties into a, a, a bigger element for me, but the thing that I loved was like, the people that are on this team are, are welcoming of that competition. They're not, they're motivated by it rather than like pissed off by it. Right. They're like, you know, they don't look at somebody, I don't look at somebody who's in the same position as me or has the potential to take my spot as somebody who's like threatening per se. I mean, you do in a little bit, but threatening in a, in a motivational way, in a way that like we want to make each other better because that's ultimately what makes the team better. Um, so, but yeah, the bigger element is like, I felt like I was going to be committing uh, to a school where there were people like me, where there were people that like thought like me, that had the same attitude as me going into things um, that cared, that were passionate, that wanted like professionalism. Um, but at the same time, wanted to, 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 you know, have plan a formation that was, you could be expressive, you could do your own, you know, you could work hard. And then in addition to that, it was, it was the, the coaches, you know, you talk to John for, I don't know if y'all have ever even met our head coach, but if you talk to John for, you know, an hour, you're going to want to dive head first into a spear because he just <laughs> makes you want to do anything. Like he makes you want to be at the front lines. And um, oh so having that conversation with him and then uh, just being able to the possibility of being a, in a part of a program that could like is transitioning into one of the best programs in the nation, which is what John wants it to be. You know, that's what he talks about all the time is like, who wouldn't want to be a part of something like that, you know? And then that coupled with it being Cornell and such a great school um, just seemed, it seemed right. After that conversation with John though, it went to the top of my list immediately. Yeah. 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 I'm sure. No, that's, 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 that's pretty. I love recruiting stories. You always get to learn so much about why the program is so awesome. (laughs) Yeah. And I always say, you know, it's funny because I, we're, we talk to recruits now, uh, like me and Emeka, uh, ha, like we talk to incoming guys that are considering us and stuff like that. And 
the way that I end those phone calls almost every single time is like, we, we obviously can sit here and say how awesome it is and how perfect it is for us, but that's for us. It's perfect because we heard something that resonated with us individually. Like, of course we want you to come here, but if this sort of stuff isn't resonating with you on an individual level, even the school, if the school isn't right for you, then there's no sense in you, in you being, in you coming here. There's no sense, you know, that just is what it is. It's everybody has their own thing. And, you know, I, I had offers from other places at the time. Um, but I made it perfectly clear after that meeting that I was like, everything else just like, wasn't even a, a <laughs> after that. It just felt so right for me personally. Um, and so I was so, so when I got that call, that official, oh man, that was, I'll never forget that day. Oh, I love that. I know. Sad. Well, I mean, moving <laughs> on into, so now you're a captain, like yeah. you fell in love with this program as like a high schooler, a senior in high school, and now you're a captain of this program and you know, you got to, you've, you've been involved and now you're the ones talking to recruits and. And now you're as big a part of this program's future as, as anybody. Yeah. What are, what do you think you want individually and for the program? Like what, what are, what are the goals moving forward? Yeah. Um, I want to, for the team, definitely to win a championship a hundred percent. We, we haven't been to the tournament um, in a really long time and we definitely have been deserving. We, we had a team last year that, uh, really we think should have won the ivy league we lost a couple in like double overtime that knocked us out of the running um, that were just tight games but you know we beat akron uh in double overtime which was they were national runners up the year before oh wow Um, and so that was like a huge that just kind of showed us that we could beat anybody but um yeah i think the the team goals have always been the same or win the ivy championship go to the tournament win the tournament if we could obviously that would be unreal um but and and you know it's a realistic goal for us at this point it wasn't when i got here but now it really is with the guys that we have now um and then be become a top 25 team for sure and then individually i i really just want to lead that team you know i want to be i want to be at the the guy who's who's commanding that sort of team that goes and wins things like that um I'm not, I'm not so much as concerned with the, the personal accolades uh, right now, um, just because I feel like with the team's success, if I'm leading it too, that if that's my priority, then the rest of it will come, you know, the, that sort of stuff will follow. Um, I just, I want to win something so bad, you know, and it's, it's, it's tough when you see like with COVID canceling our, our season, like, it's sad to see how quickly time is running out, you know, and how like we only have two years left or one year or two years, depending on if I, you know, if we uh, take the eligibility for the fifth year. And yeah. Like right. Right. Um, so I just, I want to get it done. You know, maybe you're itching, it's eager. So. And for those who are listening and, are, and aren't yet aware, Ivy league sports fall and winter Ivy league sports have, have officially been canceled for this academic year. Uh, there's, there might still be a shot at some spring sports around February, but uh, just to update just our listeners. Actually. Sorry. They just canceled those. We had, a oh, they, oh yeah. well, yeah. just canceled oh spring also really well, break, breaking. Well, not really break breaking for me. <laughs> wow. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. That came out last week. We, we were kind of 
anticipating that we wouldn't get to they told us pretty early on that it was highly unlikely but yeah they uh they made the call i think it was last week yeah bummer but um i think we'll still get to do some we're we're still gonna it's gonna be a similar situation to this well we'll see what happens you know i think a vaccine would change things i think uh this kind of cases settling would change things but also cases spiking would change things you really don't know i've never been plugging for pfizer so hard in my life (laughs) like let's let's go guys come on let's go big pharma (laughs) yeah (laughs) <laughs> yeah, big farmer and Amazon. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be saying that, right? <laughs> um, but that's that's all that's all pretty incredible to hear. Um, I'm like I'm I'm trying to stay as optimistic as possible about it next fall. Um, and uh, I don't know. Yeah, I think I think with your guys' leadership, you should you guys should be in a good position um, for sure. From coming from from John and from you and Amika. Um, but now. Uh, we're going to just say like screw soccer right now. Cause this is, I mean, this is obviously really why we're talking. This is really why we wanted to interview you. It was about your music. Um, so just, so just take us through like, like when did that start? What has been going on? What kind of success are you having? How does that work? What's yeah. That- yeah. Um, so I, uh, I, so I started playing guitar actually when I was six, I started taking lessons. Um, and then I was actually trained as a jazz guitarist believe it or not dude save some ladies for the rest of us (laughs) i don't know i don't know if that gets many ladies nowadays but (laughs) middle school jonah playing some (laughs) i think middle school jonah got more (laughs) the only person in the entire country to pull in middle school well done (laughs) um but yes i grew up kind of like I, i studied music theory during that time and uh kind of did like the very technical stuff. I played in a jazz band uh, growing up in in school and then um, took lessons all the way up. So eight years, all the way up until I left for uh, boarding school. So I went to boarding school. I went to school called Shattuck St. Mary's. It's a, uh, it's like an IMG. Do you guys know IMG? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, IMG's great. So it's like same deal, go for sports in school. Yeah. But it's a, a little bit more rooted in, academics as well so they're big on like hockey is their biggest sport but they had uh when i was there it was hockey figure skating golf and soccer um but they oh, also in minnesota there. you went to yeah, school yeah. in minnesota oh yeah that hockey yep there it is <laughs> yep. yeah. yeah so that that was a pretty big culture shock too going from uh being from georgia and then going to boarding school in minnesota was minnesota sorry i i I had to i'm sorry (laughs) no it's been a while so that burned into my brain also (laughs) a bunch of things when you said that but um yeah so when i was there i stopped taking lessons i brought all my stuff with me um and that's kind of when i started teaching myself uh production music production you know like computer music that um which was pretty easy to pick up after having been like kind of formally trained as a musician um and then Nobody knew that I played guitar. Nobody knew that I did anything uh, until I, I needed an arts credit. So I took, you know, I just kind of took this like guitar two class. I was just kind of right. like, get it out of the way. You know, I didn't know what it was going to be like. And um, the teacher was like, oh, like you actually, you know, you must, you must have played before. And I was like, yeah. And he, he asked me if I wanted to do, uh, perform an original piece of music at 
a family weekend, which was like our equivalent of a homecoming. So all the parents come, everybody's family. Um, and so that was the first time that I'd ever like fully performed an original for, so I'd played, you know, like jazz and stuff at concerts and restaurants and things like that, but I'd never played anything of my own. And I got up and I played it and, um, and everybody was like, oh my God, you know, like they said, I give me standing ovation. Everybody was being so <laughs> nice and, and saying all this stuff, like how it made them think of, you know, people were crying and how it made them think of their you know, sick relative and this, this, and this. And it, I, it so was, basically you're Dave Matthews. That is yeah, right. <laughs> uh, I wish, man. <laughs> Dave Matthews. Yeah. So there I am, Dave Matthews. You know. <laughs> and no, it, but that was just a really like kind of surreal experience for me. And it, it made me want to do more. Um, and so throughout high school, I started kind of organizing uh, these concerts. I put on these, um, where like I brought in like it would be I would be performing with a couple of close friends of mine um, and then like kind of other musicians from around the school and people that uh, had never performed before and stuff like that and so I that was when I kind of became infatuated with the whole like live music and like presentation and putting your stuff out there um, so after high school I didn't really know what to do I didn't know how to find that in college I think so my outlet was to um, I wanted to start a social media account. So I had started off, I started my, you know, Jonah Kagan music account. And I was just, at, at the beginning, I was just kind of, it was just an Instagram account. I was just posting kind of like goofy things, um, you know, a little pieces of me playing guitar and then a couple like goofy videos of me playing the piano and dancing around and all sorts of stuff. And um, um, it kind of, uh, it was fun and I, it was really meaningful and it was growing slowly, but um, it really wasn't about, I never saw music as a real option for me because I was trying to think practically and it was always kind of like the outlet. I never thought, I didn't want to throw all my, I, where I was was like, if I could do music for a living, I would drop everything and do it, you know? By the but, way, Jonah is in the school of Cornell engineering. And so he's in engineering, <laughs> he's got a legitimate like music career going on and he's captain of his soccer team. So holy cow yeah. actually I, recent development i switched out of engineering after you after you just gassed me up for being engineering my bad bro wow. i'm so sorry <laughs> okay it's okay no it's fine they, they haven't updated the website yet so i understand that's <laughs> yes. uh, gotcha i am i'm doing but my my academics i'll just quick little side note what i'm doing is uh i'm psychology major and uh business minor but I'm also starting a program at Berkeley College of Music in January. Um, wow. Oh my gosh! For music business, so I'll be kind of like duly enrolled in there. So still academically kicking ass, no so, matter oh, what school. I, not you know, <laughs> not embarrassing, I guess is what I was asking. <laughs> <laughs> not a oh I can reference any other majors. I, I psych, you know, psych isn't. I, I'm not gonna say anything else. Never mind. Leave it. <laughs> <laughs> but. So anyway, yeah, back to what I was saying. So I started doing that. Um, and then I made a TikTok. My, my sister, so my sister is in uh, marketing. She works in marketing. She, um, she's a lot. She's like eight years older than me. And so she works in, in marketing. And she was like, dude, you have to put your stuff on TikTok. And I was like, ah, you know. I, I said, <laughs> right, which is the correct reaction. Yeah, right, everybody exactly had, yeah. Reaction. Yeah, five everybody months ago or the, more, uh, that's what everybody thought everybody goes through the kind of like ah phase with TikTok where you like gotta 
get rid of the shame, you know, and then you're like, exactly. oh, but so I, I posted, I started posting some stuff on there um, and everything. It wasn't doing great. You know, I had some people like viewing it as the same sort of thing. And then I had about, about five view or five uh, videos in, I posted one that blew up and it was, it was another one that was like, I was, you know, dancing around and um, it, it ended up getting like 200,000 views, something like that. And I was like, Oh, oh my god and from that video <laughs> everything just started kind of happening music wise so i got um emails from you know, managers and uh labels and all, crazy stuff like that um and that started the the thought of like i could i might be able to actually do this you know when i had people saying that and so my focus now has actually been um mostly on and I'm still coordinating everything that's going on with the with music, but my focus now has been um, on kind of just growing the social media following. Um, I'm up to about hundred thousand followers on um, TikTok now, which is wow. Um, oh my god! And then I just making these connect. I've I've met so many cool people through that. So many just kind of like it's it's just becoming more and more likely i think uh that i'll be able to do this with my life which is so cool so that's that's kind of where i am now honestly well that's wow. first of all like give it give a psa like what what's the genre you're into what, what's the stuff that you like what kind of content are you putting out there plug <laughs> yeah, your socials I, uh, I make um like it's a pretty good variety honestly but it's mostly uh singer songwritery stuff you know some sad boy stuff and then uh <laughs> tropical house is the other kind of big one just like kind of vibey like uh pettit biscuit sort of like or uh kai goes a little bit more poppy i guess but in in that sort of like vibey realm you know gotcha plug your socials more. get it get it out there even more it gets it's 200k all, yeah okay yeah you're right so it, it's jonah kagan music on everything uh, on Instagram, that's K A G E N because I've spelled it wrong multiple times now. Yep, K A G E N, Jonah Kagan music on TikTok and on Instagram. Um, nice. But yeah, so I'm I'm I haven't released anything full yet, uh, just because I, there there are a lot of things I have full songs down, um, but it's a it's a bit of a complicated situation because I I don't want to necessarily sign anything right now. Uh, cause I'd like to finish college. Um, yeah. you know, I, got you. I, really, I really don't want, I know if I started doing that, I think it would, I would be, uh, the chances of me dropping out, I, I would never drop out, but it wouldn't be easy. You know what I mean? It's to, a tough to, industry, no matter how talented you are. It is. So I I'm kind of doing everything that I can right now to set myself up to hit the ground running right after once I graduate. That's yeah. It. And then That's have a, that kind of music business uh, degree and stuff like that with me um, in case it fails, I guess, and go into music on that side. Yeah. So because you uh, I came onto our show and talked about your awesome music career, when you blow up, um, we're going we're gonna to be like part of every decision, major decision. No, I'm kidding. But um, <laughs> because our, our, our Cornell sports show totally talked about this, we get just as much credit as you. No, yeah, I just no. <laughs> that's, that's perfectly understandable. See, well, what's, what's funny though is like, I'll, 
I'll say that's all. Oh, it's so exciting. And then I'm going to be, you know, homeless in like five years. Just, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I but it's, 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 it's funny, actually, not many people know this, but Jake and I have actually written like two of your albums. Like we've written, <laughs> we're actually your ghostwriters. It's like, it's really, and again, we try to keep it on the DL, but I feel like this is the right time to publicize it. So uh, yeah, we, so, we do it. We actually do most of your writing and, and we also, you do lip sync. My TikTok is actually run by Jake and Skyler. <laughs> yeah. And then we also, and we have been, we, and you know, obviously we are the voices and you just, you will lip, lip sync to, you know, the songs playing, you know, it's, I mean, we don't have to get into that. Mike, um, but Mike is the, Mike is the, the, the Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Singing Jason Aldean at freaking karaoke nights. Phantom Mike who doesn't even play now. <laughs> I will also say as a, um, as a fellow struggling artist, uh, you may also want to plug your Venmo um, just in case, <laughs> just in case. That's a pet peeve of mine. You know, <laughs> people put like their Venmo or like their cash app and their bio. Yeah. yeah what, like what happens when somebody sends you, you know, like 10 K one day to be like, and then you're just like, what am I, what do I do with that? <laughs> spending that? Like, I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I'm no, don't, don't plug World. your Venmo. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not sure if that's legal uh, to do yeah, on the right, show, but, um, but Actually, it, you make money off of uh, TikTok like views which is pretty cool and not it's not a lot but um yeah like i've i've amassed like i think it's like 82 dollars over like like a year or something like that it's pretty you know hey you could take you, you could take okay, someone yeah, out to a okay, nice place okay, for lunch, you know? like respect yeah, addison ray nice a, job not a bad <laughs> stop 82 dollars a year yeah 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 same same as addison ray it's entry same level, exact. but yeah <laughs> for sure um well i just want to say because you actually are getting like people talking to you about this full disclaimer we were totally joking when we say we take credit for what jonah has been doing <laughs> yeah because that's that's going to be the headline they're going to be like jonah kagan does not actually write his own music <laughs> yeah this is see if it actually does happen for me this is going to come out this is one of those things like a tweet when you're 15 or something it's going to be this it's going to be a massive conspiracy. <laughs> For sure. Well, I feel like conspiracy theories are- I will are the, take hush money. I'm just letting you know. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I feel well, like- I do feel like- uh, Homelessness are probably higher than-, than <laughs> Oh my God. Well, I, I do feel like uh, conspiracy theories are, are the place to end on. Um, dude, it's been <laughs> it's been an uh, absolute pleasure this talking to you. This was so much you. fun. This has been Thank you for coming really us, great. Dude. Yeah, dude, this, this was awesome. I'm really happy that we were able to do it. Yeah, and, and everyone go out like fuck, toss them a follow, toss them <laughs> like money, maybe not virtually, like go find them on campus and like hand them a few bucks yeah. um, if you want. Again, this is totally legal. And um, <laughs> yeah, honestly, dude, best of luck going forward. I really, I think you have, if things go well with music and and uh, with with COVID coming down, and us being able to have a season next year, I think you're you're gonna like. Hopefully, you'll blow up um, in both oh, cases gosh. pretty quickly. I hope so, man. Thank you, bro. I really appreciate it. Yeah, best sure, of luck yeah. with everything, dude. And last time, thank you so much. I had a, this was a fun, this was a fun interview. Yeah, thank you guys. Good luck with the uh, the podcast going forward too. It's awesome. Keep Thanks, it Thanks, for man. sure, man. Thanks, dude. Take it easy. Thank easy. you for listening, everyone. Thank you guys very much for listening to the interview. If you guys want to check out more content from Big Red Sports Network, you can find them at bigredsportsnetwork.org, or you can find them on Instagram and Twitter at CornellBRSN. BRSN.